When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight. Seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. It's time for the Happy Half Hour. With your friends, Kristen Balboni, Miles Simmons, and Will Bryan. That's right. It's that time of the week. It's the Happy Half Hour podcast with your friends, Kristen, Will, and Miles, presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me, Kristen, that his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit MorrisJenkins.com. Well, it's a good week to wear a Panthers jersey under your uniform because the Panthers went out west. Longest road trip of the season. Got a win over the Chargers, 21-16. Made it interesting there at the end uh, if they they were going to hold on to it, but they did. Yeah, you know what? That that, uh, hook and ladder, hitch and pitch, whatever you want to call it, that was really close. Yeah. If Eckler keeps his eye on the ball instead of probably looking at all that green uh, turf (laughs) in front of him... (laughs) Maybe things would have ended up differently, but that's why you got to play every single snap, every single second, you know, and hey, Panthers win. All right, Coach Simmons, you got to play every single snap, every single second. Well, that was Coach Speak, right? I mean, you want some more Coach Speak? Yeah, let's go. Sometimes to win in the NFL, you just need the ball to bounce your way. Sometimes you just, you just need a couple breaks. This is, you got to make your own luck. Well, it is a game of inches. How many game of inches? It's a play here, a play, play there. Play here, a play there. It <laughs> really all just comes down to the, the last drive of the fourth quarter. Well, it certainly did, no doubt about it. But there was something different about the way, especially this defense played. Uh, Rasul Douglas said, hey, it looked like we were two different defenses out there. But but from the, the moment um, that they stepped on the field, guys were flying around. The energy looks good. And it really felt like they put it all together. Um, and maybe there was a reason for it. You know, Matt Rule said, we played as a team, and I really felt like something changed. And that's going to be the first topic in our Overheard segment. Do you hear something? Overheard. So I mentioned Rasul Douglas. He's come in and really just made such an impact on this team in such a short while. But apparently we heard after the game, he called Matt Rule after game two and said, hey, look, this is something that's on my heart. I want to have a team meeting. I didn't feel like 
we were playing for each other. I remember point of game, we were down 21-0 to Tampa Bay, and I looked at everybody, and it was just like, a, it was a whatever type of thing. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So I had to just tell them how I felt about it, and I wanted us to play for each other. Because it's, it's bigger when you play for the team than an individual. Like, the stats, the individual stuff, I mean, we're not, we're not track runners. We're not boxers. Individual stuff doesn't matter. It's all about the team. It's what can we do together as a collectively. So I, had, I just talked to him, basically just said what I felt. And uh, he made some key changes. Well, Shaq Thompson told me last week, I was asking him about being a captain and how he chose to lead when the team started out 0-2. And And he told me, you know, I have my message, I have my way of leading, but there are a lot of guys on this team who are leaders who don't have that C on their jersey. And I I think Rasul is absolutely one of them. Uh, A guy that does have a C on his jersey and is without a doubt a leader of this team, maybe the leader of this team, is Teddy Bridgewater. We've heard that all throughout the offseason, all during the regular season now as we get into it. Um, And he really owned up to what the offense need needs to improve on. You know, they settled for five field goals in the red zone on Sunday and he said he said, look, that's that's not okay and and we gotta fix it. We have to have a, a mindset when we get down there that, you know, we can still run the football or, you know, we can still throw the ball. But um at the same time in the passing game we had to understand that windows close faster, the coverage's gonna be tighter. And in the run game we have to understand that you know, if we could get favorable boxes, you know, we should be able to run the football. So, no, we just want to spend some time down there uh, and make sure that we get better in that area because if we could, you know, capitalize off the turnovers that we had this past weekend and and you look at instead of having 18 points at the half, you know, that could have easily been 30 points, you know, if we just execute in the red zone. So, um, you know, we're going to put a huge emphasis on that. I just want to say really quickly, I love the way he describes it as just – Spending some more time down there. Like, it's a nice vacation home. And it's true. Like, that's the place that you want to spend time on. And they spent a lot of time in the red zone in this game. But I just love, Will, the way he was like, I just want to spend some more time down there, get familiar with the scenery, you know, that kind of thing. I just, I really like the way he put it. Well, you, it's it's all of a sudden different without Christian McCaffrey. Because, I mean, yes. think about the red zone the first two weeks. Christian McCaffrey spends all his time down there you, going you just, right into the end zone. You just give it to Christian, you know, and, and you don't really have to worry about it. And I think it's it's now a team effort of, of pass, of run, of screens, of short passes, of maybe jump balls, of fades. It, it's all sorts of play calls and execution that you've got to figure out down there rather than, hey, we're, we're inside the 20 Christian time, you know, like it, it's you've got to kind of figure this out as, as a team and as a team effort um, and, and really have that sense of urgency. I, I think that there's a lot about the red zone of like we're, we're not going to get a field goal. We're getting a touchdown. There, there's a mindset to that. Um, and I, I think he I think he was kind of meaning a little bit of that, too. We're going to spend some time down there and we're going to feel going into Sunday of week four like we're going to score every time we get in the red zone because it was something that we spent time on and, and, and effort with. And it's with a young team, it, it's kind of, you don't necessarily want to hear it, but at the same time, the things that they focus on throughout the week, like it's almost like that's going to be something they're going to be pretty good at. And let's just hope that the things they didn't focus on, they're still pretty good with because you feel like each week's maybe here's a different thing. Now it's the red zone. We're going to pay attention to. Yeah. Look, I think, Especially without Christian McCaffrey, you got to look at getting the tight ends more involved mm-hmm. in the red zone. That's where the matchup nightmares mm-hmm. start to come into play. And if you look at it right now, tight ends on this team only have six targets. 
right? Like four for Ian Thomas, two for Chris Mannertz. Now, Mannertz has caught both of his targets, and they've resulted in 12 yards. Thomas has caught three of his four targets for 25 yards. But if we want to see red zone improvement, especially if Christian McCaffrey's not going to be out there, and we know he's not going to be out there for the next couple of weeks, then I think that turning to the tight ends might be a good option. And Mike Davis can certainly catch out of the backfield as well. And we saw that on after that uh, illegally lining up over the center penalty that Jerry Tillery got for the, the L.A. Chargers, that's where they turn to as well with the screens. Well, you just brought that up. But, yeah, you have to be able to create something down there, and I think that might be an opportunity to get the tight ends more involved, which I think the, the, the Panthers want to do as well. I like that, and I would love to see Chris Manhurts. So his next catch will be a season high catches in his career mm-hmm. with three. Love to see that come in the red zone or in the end zone. That would just be awesome. Yes, that would be very nice. Are you going to yell, touchdown Martinez? I could. Oh, my God. <laughs> Glad that guy. Glad this. Uh, glad the Monday Night Football booth is different, man. Holy cow! Oh well, we could spend some time on that, but I want to talk about you know the other big story of the game, which is that the two of you watched the game together after handing out fines to each other on this very me. podcast last week. So. Uh, the radio crew, which I am a part of on Sundays, called the game from Charlotte, um, which was a new experience for me. And we were in our booths uh, over in on the side of the press box in the radio booths. So I saw you guys on Sunday. I'd pop out, you know, pregame, halftime, say hello. Um, and I, I saw you guys before the game, and you were already going back and forth a little bit about um, what Miles was doing on Twitter and alerting to games and things like that. So, Will, let me start with you. How did it go this week? I should probably throw the flag on myself oh. because all, oh. of a, all of a sudden I probably was a little antsy. Miles, would you agree? Um, You know, maybe. I, it's funny, Will, because I get so like in my own head, in my own space, that I sometimes just don't really pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> like, I, I, I can tell you what happened in the game, but what was going on around me, I, I really don't know. That's good. I mean, the ability to block it out. But then, like, last week it was, you know, you were very conscious of Will eating Doritos under his mask, and that was a big thing. No, but I knew that because everybody else was talking about it. Right, right. And it kept coming up. So, but I don't, I mean, Will, I know one thing that Will did. Will was thinking about the pictures for the articles before I, like, in the middle of the game, which I just was not doing because I'm trying to write. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was I, – I had good job by Will on that. I'll pick the flag back up, put it oh. back in my pocket. What were you getting antsy about, just the game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it, it's – and and then when you're, when you're doing it in kind of a more informal communal space, you know, a lot of times – I mean, back in a – seems like another life, back when we were in a full press box. The before times. The before times. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're, you're used to channeling your energy to, you know – typing or you know you, you kind of hold yourself together like when there's when there's just 12 people that you all work with and everyone's pulling for the same thing you you get up and you exclaim and you know I mean I mean I think that that entire last drive I was just walking around like I couldn't sit down I was tense I mean it you know and and Miles to his credit Miles is having to write an article and may have to rewrite an article because he, <laughs> he he almost had that thing written the other way um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm walking around because I, I can't handle it. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I don't know what to do with my hands. Like I, I, obviously this is a podcast so no one could see, but they just kind of <laughs> go up and then they go down and then I get nervous. Um, but I think the person that I saw that really had the most pent up energy was Kurt Coleman, our analyst in the oh, booth. Yeah. 
because, you know, he's fresh off of playing and he cares about this team so much. And it was just cool to get to see him right beside me trying to rein it in. I mean, yeah. and he did on the broadcast, but you could see he was, I think he said on the broadcast, he was like, I'm standing up right now. I don't know what to do, <laughs> which I absolutely <laughs> love. Uh, Will, what's the stat of the week? 60% of the time, it works every time. Stat of the week. 10.7 is my stat of the week. That is the opponent passer rating when targeting Dante Jackson in week three against the Chargers. Wow. He had seven targets. He allowed just three catches for 19 yards, plus he had a 66-yard interception in return. Oh, that's interesting. Justin that, Herbert, don't attack uh, Dante Jackson. And, and that was only with, you know, maybe 50% of the snaps. You know, he left the game with a toe injury. You know, obviously today's Wednesday, so hopefully we'll find out a little bit more about uh, where he is moving forward. But, yeah, Dante Jackson, 10.7 when targeted last week. And here's something, a bonus stat for you. In the oh. last two games, he's had two interceptions. Mm-hmm. The first one he had maybe about a 40, 30, 40-yard 40 return. This one, 66-yard return. So over 100 yards of returns on his last two. He's had seven interceptions before that, total 23 total yards wow. on those seven. So there is something that, like, hey, Dante, when you get an interception, don't fall down. Don't run out yeah, of bounds. Use that speed. Just keep use going. The, like, you are a weapon going the other way. Like, it's not good enough just to get the interception. Take it the other way because no one can tackle you. No one can get – I mean, he ran out of bounds in Tampa, and then yeah. all of a sudden he had a chance to before the half, and he cut it back inside. And he got another, you know, almost scored, got another 10, 12 yards. So, I, you know, it's obvious that he's, you know, he's growing in different parts of his game, too. Yeah, Matt Rule said he was proud to see that progression, not only the two interceptions, but that the second one he did not run out of bounds. He kept going. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll see him find the end zone on uh, next week if he's, if he's doing okay. I'm putting it out there. Let's hope so. Yeah, why not? Just keep the, keep the streak going. Uh, the Panthers could certainly use him as the Cardinals are in town. Kyler Murray, that... Big old arm that he's got, Cliff Kingsbury. They will be here um, on Sunday. But the thing that I'm excited about is that we are going to have some fans. Will, 7% capacity here, which, Miles, as you said, in the before times, you'd say five, 6,000 fans may not sound like a lot, but to me it just sounds like, oh, my gosh, home field advantage. It's going to be interesting uh, because – I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to feel like, but it's going to be nice yeah. that there are actually going to be people around it, that there's going to be some sort of atmosphere. Uh, the Panthers are putting in all kinds of security measures, safety measures, so that people can come into this building and feel safe and secure and have a good time. So, you know, you definitely want to check out Panthers.com to get all the details Ooh, on those things. look at that. Um, yeah. But... I will say this. I mean, I think it will probably give the players a little bit of a boost to come out there and to see fans in the stands. I think it will. It was the weirdest thing when they came out of the tunnel and it was silent. Yeah. Or pretty much silent, like in week one. Yeah. Literally the opening of the season, the teams coming out, we're ready to play, and it's just like crickets. And it's just like, what is happening? I mean, even, even with 5,000, it's going to be different. It's going to feel different. I agree. One of the the things that was the strangest to me, it just hit me in a certain way during week one, the Raiders were kicking a field goal and the sideline was doing the job that the fans usually, it was, ah, you know, yeah. it's just a weird, <laughs> it's a weird microcosm of, of this kind of alternate reality that we're living in with, with no fans in the stand. So I'm excited. And I think the big thing is that these players are going to get to have 
at least part of their families there, right? They'll get a, a f- at least a few tickets. And I'm excited for the rookies that are going to get to have their families here because think about it. You're, you'll be playing your fourth career game and your family has never gotten to see you play professionally in person. Yeah. So I think about someone with, you know, like Derek Brown, and I don't know for sure that his family will be here. I would imagine they would if they feel safe, but he's got a young son and a fiance. And I just think that that's got to be a cool moment, a little delayed this year than it normally would be, but um, I'm, I'm really happy for them. Yeah, me too. In a lot of ways, I kind of think of this as kind of the home opener. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost like these first three games were kind of, it, they counted, they're on the record, you can't get rid of them, but they do feel like that was some preseason, that was some hmm. us yeah. working through some things, and that was realizing, hey, we need to do this, we need to come together as a team in this way, we need to work on these things, and now it's like, okay, let's let's almost kind of reset this thing, bring some fans in, and, and let's get going again here in week four. Well, look, it's the quarter pole, right? Yeah. I, I always say, and I don't just say it, everybody always talks about this. You split the season up into quarters. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like after those first four games, you really start to get to know what a team is, what a team can be, and you know what the outlook of the season might start to look like. And this is going to be a big test for, for these Carolina Panthers. Look, they, they got the win on the West Coast against a Chargers team that has a really formidable defense. They come home now, and they've got to face Kyler Murray, who is somebody who can run the heck out of the ball, but is also sometimes a little bit reckless with the football. You know, He had three interceptions last week. He could have easily had four, if not more, than that in that game against the Detroit Lions, and that's really why the Cardinals lost that game was because of all those turnovers. So, look... If you get a really good performance out of the Panthers this week, they can certainly beat the Cardinals. And if that happens, then you're 2-2 two and two and you look up and you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe we're a little bit better than some people outside of this building might have thought we were. And that belief and momentum really can steamroll sometimes, yeah. you know? Um, I, I think that that's so important, and I think that's something that the preseason lets you work out. And you're right; this quarter poll is is really the first. I mean, it's it's not the preseason, will as you said, but they've made adjustments. They're starting to believe in themselves a little bit more, and it's giving this team time to play together and these coaches uh, time to to figure out what each other's game day styles are and communication. So. I'm excited. I'm excited for Sunday. I'm excited to see fans back in here. Uh, and I'm excited to see if the Panthers can keep it going. We'll find out soon. Uh, right now, though, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. And now, welcome to the real debate of 2020. I'm your moderator, Will Bryan of Panthers.com. We have the real hard-hitting questions and we are going to make you actually enjoy this one, and you're not going to want to turn your TV off. First question, this one, toss-up between Kristen and Miles. Are the Panthers at 1-2 and two better than the 0-3 Atlanta Falcons? First of all, I just want to say we had n- no idea what these questions are going to be. Yeah, I've not been I like it. I like it. Um, the honest answer, I know this isn't a good debate answer, I do not know. I do not know. 
the Panthers are coming back in their game in those first two games. They they made furious comebacks in the second half. The Atlanta Falcons are are giving games away. They're giving up leads, but they're scoring a lot of points. They are. I, or is this like? Am I taking the argument or the other side of the point? But I well, can't I didn't really answer, so you can take whichever <laughs> side you want. You didn't really take a side. Um, interesting. I, 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 you are what your record says you are in a lot of ways, right? So if the Panthers are one and two, this is such a cop out answer, and the <laughs> Falcons are zero oh and three, then yes, the Panthers are better, right? I don't but, think it's a cop out answer because let me just say this: it's we're three weeks in, you know, right. and they're going to play each other in in two weeks. Right. It's not. We're not. We're not ten weeks in. I I do not know. I we don't. We're the Panthers are still figuring it out. Yes, and, and all things considered, the Panthers if they come out of this weekend at two and two, like it, that's something. You know, that's not nothing considering everything. And, and by everything, I mean you've got a new coach, you've got a, a huge amount of roster turnover. Uh, you have a pandemic that you're playing through. You didn't have any offseason program, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I don't know if they're better or not, but I think if you're you're all, you are what your record says you are. And right now, the Panthers have a better record. And I, for and for what it's worth, the Falcons are playing the Packers on Monday Night Football this week, so they could very dun, well dun, be zero and four. That's right. And then so they would face the the Panthers on a short week. Then Monday yeah. Night Football, and then uh, yeah. meeting the Panthers the following Sunday. All right, well, I'm sure you hated that answer. We were not trying to dodge the question. I just truly do not know at this point. So um, I know this isn't how— There's no cheating on the happy half hour. No no cheating. Look, I know this isn't—wait, wait. I know this isn't the way a debate goes, but— She's interrupting you. That's how a debate goes. Since you wrote the question, (laughs) give us the one yes or no. Are the Panthers better than the Falcons? Yes. All right. Next question. That's how it's done, apparently. Okay, yeah. Have the first three weeks of the season justified drafting Derek Brown— over the Cardinals' Isaiah Simmons? I don't know that. They're not going to know that for another year and a half. That's the question. Answer the question. I say yes. You don't know the answer to that for another year. You can't evaluate a draft after three weeks. This is the internet. That's what we know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. No, that's a, I, I'm sorry. I, I know we're attacking the moderator, but I don't like that question because you can't evaluate a draft after three weeks. I, you don't even know really... If the scheme here works, I mean, Phil Snow said this last week, two weeks ago, right? Like the 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 plan that they put in place, the processes that this coaching staff put in place in other places has worked, but it worked in college, and you don't know necessarily if it's going to work in the pros yet. So if I can't evaluate that at that high of a level, how can I evaluate the whether Derek Brown was the a better pick than Isaiah Sim? I don't know. Kristen, your response? Yeah, no, I say I say yes. I think Derek Brown is going to be has the potential to be a great player. We've seen flashes um, where I've just gone, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that yeah. is a that is a big man who is going to be a force. He can move, and he's had some rookie mistakes. But again, those are rookie mistakes. He's going to fix all those things. And I think the Panthers needed help on D-line. And now you look at, at some of the injuries or setbacks they've had on D-line already this year with, with K.K. Short. Etor Grossmatos had that concussion. And so I can't imagine if if Derek Brown wasn't there. And then with Isaiah Simmons, great player, and he's very versatile. But we have Jeremy Chin, right? So Isaiah Simmons, I believe, started out at linebacker. They might move him to safety. If Jeremy Chin's doing those things. So uh, I'm going to go with a strong yes, Will. That's a, see. That's I like 
what you said about Jeremy Chin, I think, does change the equation. It, mm-hmm. it definitely does because Jeremy Chin has been arguably the best defensive player that the Panthers have. I love watching him weeks. play. He's very, very fun to watch. Um, so yeah, I think that changes the equation a little bit more. But again, I'm not. I can't evaluate a draft after three weeks of a season. I just did, and I said <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, bra, that it was bra. worth it. All right, Kristen. Well, look, I'm into it. I'm into it now. Look, I got warmed up on the first question. I like it. Yeah. And for, for well, for well I want to know what you said. What you well, have? To yeah. Say. Well, for what it's worth, Isaiah Simmons hasn't had a lot of chances. He hasn't had a lot of snaps in in the uh, the equation essentially that the Cardinals have. But this week, big news is that both Cardinals starting safeties, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, will not play. Right. So there's there's a good chance that you're going to see Isaiah Simmons starting at safety, whereas he's been taking all of the 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 reps at linebacker. So he's going to pretty much have to switch positions this week and learn um, learn the Cardinals' safety position um, against this Panthers offense. So it'll be really interesting to kind of see how he does uh, in, in this matchup. Is that it? Are there more questions, Will? No, no, hold on. i got to get my next thing going. Final question of tonight's debate. What is... Tonight's debate is morning. Okay, whatever. <laughs> tonight's debate. Most people, well, whatever. Some people might be listening to it at night, Chris. Mm, it could be morning, true. afternoon, night, middle of the middle of the night. We know, we never know. What is the best seat in the house? In my house? In the football house. In the in, football house? In the bank. Matt just saw producer. Matt bank. almost just lost it. I think he almost spit out some water. As, as in Kristen, the football house. As Kristen says, in, in the, the bank of America. House. I say in the bank of America? Sometimes. Just the Bank of America? Yeah. I've never said that in my life. Yeah. I just don't put the word stadium at the end? Yeah. No way. Yeah. When? Has she she said it on the podcast? Not on the podcast. I'll find it. What? I've never said in the Bank of America. Yeah. Will Will's just making stuff up. But, I'll, uh, I'll find it. But on question what? remains. What's no, the, I know. Hold on though. On what? Yeah, thank I, you. On, yeah, on get some, him, Kristen. On, on some of your multi platform uh appearances. She wants she wants the bring out the tape. And then that's the only way we're going to settle this. I may have accidentally so certainly She's, never said it on purpose. I, I, I well see now I'm I'm turning into like full on going at people as, as troll the moderator. I know, over right? Here. Jeez. Not like much this. has changed since this last is, night. This is this what is entertainment value is. <laughs> anyway, best seat in the house. Best seat in the house. Miles. Uh, the owners' box. Which which side? Because there's been several owners' boxes in this stadium. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm you new. don't frequent the owner's box? I don't frequent the owner's box, but I assume that's always the best seat in the is house. It, is it, is it behind the end zone looking at the full field, or is it the 50-yard line? Isn't the owner's line. box like usually on the 50-yard line? It used to be behind the end zone. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm going to go as close as you can get to the field. Uh, so front row, 50-yard line, whatever it is. I just think there's something about, for me anyway, and maybe that's why – I do what I do in my career, and I'm a sideline reporter. There's something about getting that sense of being, I'm not on the team, but around, you know, right in it. You're you can, there. you really get to see the, the sweat, you hear the, the yells, all that kind of stuff, that you're almost in it with them, you know? I think as close as you can get to that feeling, um, that's is that's something that you cannot get on TV or in a box or anything like that, and I just absolutely love it. Although I will say, those bunker suites are awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could go in, you can go out. There's there's food right there. Yeah. What's what's good. the well? You're the the vet here. What's the right answer? I I think I think you have to be high high enough up. So no higher higher one hundred level where you can still kind of feel close to it, but like. I've I've sat really close 
and it, it's tough not seeing everything. I, I mean, like I, I mean, even on the sidelines, like you you can't see everything. That is true. That is yeah. the the one thing about being in row one um, with these these new measures this year. I, I've mentioned that before on this podcast. Is that you get a, a good view, a better view than if you would be um, on the sidelines sometimes, right. because you get you're a little bit elevated. You can right. see over those tall. Let's say if linemen standing up, you know, group <laughs> of linemen standing up. There's no way I'm going to see on the sidelines. So uh, <laughs> you said it, not me. I, I hear, I, I hear what you're saying. Is it weird that I prefer lower bowl for college football and upper deck for professional football? Absolutely. That, it's very weird, Matt. That's very yes. weird. Okay. No, it's no not. Matt, I'm with you. I get it. it would keep <laughs> if, explaining, but I like, think I get like, it. Like if I go to an LSU game, I want to be with the fans, the kind of the, rowdy the, fans, yeah, and I want the, to have the, the energy. People. But in the NFL, I care really more about the product on the field. So I want to sit up high, probably like 45, 50-yard line, and just watch – and see everything. Play. Yeah, and right. I can sit down because nobody's right. standing up in the upper deck opposed to college. So I don't know. I think I like the upper deck and the pros, but the lower bowl in college. All right, additional bonus question. Oh, bonus question. question. Okay. Are, are you the person that's going to tell the person in front of you to sit down? Oh, no. No, no. No, never. No. And if someone ever tells me to do that, I get really angry. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm at a game. Everybody paid money. If you want to stand up, then go for it. Oh, man. Yeah, I agree. What I will do is if I'm, uh, again, being short, um, if I am with other people and people are standing up in front of me, as they are totally allowed to do, I will make someone I'm with switch with me so that I'm behind the shortest person because I got to be able to see. That makes but sense. I would never, I would never tap someone on the shoulder. And yeah. Say, no. First of all, I would never tap someone on the shoulder in COVID. Now that's just <laughs> gross. But yes, true. In the before times, I'm not telling someone. I'm not. I'm not confronting someone about, hey, can you sit down? Is that what we're calling it now? The before times. Yeah. 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 That's how I refer to it. The before times. <laughs> The before times. This is the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. All right, it is time for our weird question of the week. And we're going to do this one in honor of Matt Rule starting a new tradition with the Panthers. So after the win, he said, look, um, I I got a new tradition. If it's okay with you guys, we're going to sing Sweet Caroline. And he had, he had sang songs with his teams at Baylor and Temple after wins, but obviously they were not Sweet Caroline, and that one's very fitting for the Panthers being in Carolina. It's just a good song to sing with your friends, with your buddies at the top of your lungs, almost like karaoke, I feel ba, like. Ba, ba. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so that got me thinking, what is your go-to karaoke song, Miles? Um, wow, I I didn't know you were going to start with me. Um, <laughs> there's a 50-50 shot, though, right? Do there's you, also I, a 50-50 shot. You pull out a list of songs that you yes. have on your phone. I think if you don't More know it off the top 50, of your 50. head, you don't have a go-to. You know what's funny? There is a list of karaoke oh songs in my notes there's app no on my that's phone. I'm I'm not organized right by now. mood or that's feeling. Totally I, am, true. I am not lying to you right now, and I will pull it up right now as I vamp for a second uh, here. Uh, yeah, karaoke songs. Uh, number one, Valerie by Amy Winehouse. That's a good one. That's you gotta have some pipes to do that. Uh, I yeah. was made to love her. Stevie Wonder. It's another good one. 
Maria Maria by Santana. It's also a decent one. Only the Good Die Young, Billy Joel. Piano Man, Billy Joel. Yeah. Rock with you, I'm sorry. Michael Jackson. Piano Man wall, and Michael who's Jackson. singing Only the Good Die Young Felix out of the Still, Portugal, The Man, Notion, <laughs> Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon, When You Were Young, The Killers, Everybody's Changing, Keen, Every Little Thing She Does is Magic, The Police, I Want to Know What Love Is, Foreigner, Also Kiss by Prince. So you Those are thought- inc- those were incredible. I didn't have a note a note oh, full of karaoke songs. So yes, I, said I do. It was a 50-50 shot. Have you sang all of those at karaoke, or those are just songs you might want to try? I'm not saying all of them, but a good amount of them I have. How often do you do karaoke? <laughs> not not that often. I mean, no, no. In the before times. In the before times. Before <laughs> Enough times. to have a list of it. I like singing, bro. I, I can know. tell you got a lot of range if you're going with well, you know you're I going guess. from Kiss to. Just vocal range to yeah. Valerie. Yeah. If there's only if there's only one song that I've got time for, Kiss is the one I usually go for. You don't have to be rich. All right. Well, what's yours? Semi Charm Life. Oh, that's such a good one. Do, 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 do. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh man. That's a Will song. That's a good it totally one. is a Will that's, song. That's a good one for Will. Yeah. Yeah. You can't not be in a good mood after you hear that. I, I, I I've done that at Mix House before. That song plays in his head all day. I need to hear that, that story does. at some yeah. point. Yeah. Kristen, what's yours? <laughs> I don't think this is going to surprise anybody, but I mean, it's got to be "Wanna Be" by the Spice Girls. You put that on. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. You put that on. It's a party. I t- you got really close to keep. I kind of wanted to hear the rest of that. No, that that's Go all ahead, you Miles. Get. No, that's all you get. Matt, Matt, what's your karaoke song, bro? I've never sang karaoke in my entire life. That Why? doesn't mean you don't that have a song. That doesn't surprise me. If either. you were going to sing karaoke, where would you go? Japan? He doesn't even know. Japan. No where, where, um, sonically would you go? Oh, sonically. Where sonically would you go? Yeah, like if you're if you're sitting you're in the car. You're a podcast producer, and you don't want to do karaoke. I don't like a lot of like party music or like happy music. <laughs> I've seen some people do some sad karaoke. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, yeah, good. See, it doesn't look. It's not a good look. So I think I would just stay away altogether. No, just, no, no, no. Just no. like that, Matt. If casually got, said he doesn't like happy if music. If you're if you're singing a song in the car. Or you got a song in your head in the shower? What is it? Oh man, I I couldn't tell you. I don't. I listen to a lot of podcasting. Believe it or not. Oh my god, you're so. Cool <laughs> All right, right, so now. next time, so next, next time, time you're I'll, out at the bar and it's a I'll karaoke just do night, my just re- episode, yeah. recite a yeah, yeah recite okay. some of the which is this show by happy hour. Yeah. Oh. That's right. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, just uh, recite some of the happy half hour podcast next I'm a, time. I'm a company man. Yeah, love it. All right, this was a lot of fun. We're gonna leave it here, but uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Happy Half Hour podcast. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.